Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Good morning from the Row Crop Short Course in Starkville. We're here with another one of our platinum sponsors, Lawson Priest from FMC. Lawson, good morning, buddy. Good morning, Jason. Good to be here. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, Tom. Tom, I jumped the gun. That record button has got a hair trigger today. That's like the fourth time I've hit the button when I didn't mean to hit the button. And I you're going to have one of us talking over the music in there? Yeah, I think it's because I'm doing it with my left hand. That adds a little bit of raw nature. My left hand is not useful for much besides carrying <laughs> things. Driving, I drive with my left it just, hand. It just hangs there. Well, we, I'll, I'll take over for just a second. We really appreciate the sponsorship. I mean, that's something we, we tell everybody. We need to tell you all that constantly, that we appreciate the relationship we have with you, you personally and FMC as well, and then also the, the sponsorship because we wouldn't be able to do this meeting without y'all's generous contributions. Oh, yeah, we're, we're glad to do it. I think this meeting here is, is a great meeting. It's very educational. Uh, it is awesome just to be a part of it and be here. Is this the first time you've been to it? I mean, I know you hadn't always been with FMC, but is this the first time you've come over here for this one? No, I've been here a couple of years okay. now. I think this is my third year at the short cur- short course. This is going to be my first time speaking, so we'll see how it goes. Ah, don't be nervous, man. Yeah. Just Are you on today? I am. Yeah, today's the big day as far as numbers go, so I don't have any idea. I hadn't seen Trent uh, this morning to ask him. I honestly haven't even been down in the room. I've been back here all day. Yeah, no, I certainly yeah, hadn't I been. Haven't, I haven't, been I haven't walked down the hallway or anything. I got a cup of coffee this morning. I came straight in here. So, Lawson, tell us what's going on with FMC. I know y'all got a, a lot of stuff going on right now for growers in our state. Right now we're getting a lot of questions on fall burn down. I think we're getting to the later end of the season with fall burn down. But products like Anthem Max, Anthem Flex going out, um, and then Command for that soybean rice rotation. So, you know, a lot of questions we're getting really revolves around command, what use rate, um, and and some of those things. You know, if you're going back to rice, we want to be cautious on core soils, which I know there's not a lot of in Mississippi, but when you get into other regions, there is some rice planted on core soils, so we need to be cautious on using too high of a command rate in, in that situation just so we don't whiten rice in the following spring. So what is the rate for a fall application of command? Well, it varies on soil texture. So those really heavy grounds, we're going to be around 24 ounces, the, the gumbo grounds, and then on medium-textured soil, around 16. And course gets a little tricky. We try to stick around that medium-textured soil with command. Yeah. I would think most of our rice ground time is going to go from clay to some version of mixed. And we don't, we're not going to have any coarse stuff. No. If it is, it's going to be a – you know, just a sand vein somewhere. It's probably not going to hold water anyway. It's been a bunch of years since we planted much rice on anything that's less than pretty much a gumbo. Yeah. And the row rice changes that dynamic some. We don't need to dive off into that. We could talk about that the rest of the morning. But for the most part, we're a clay soil rice state. You know, Anthem, both of those products have done really good as fall treatments really complemented the other stuff that we've had from years gone by so those along with command they've done good for us what about some other things in the portfolio 
it seems like it's data season in my role, so we're getting a lot of data back uh, right now and trying to sift through and keep it all organized. But um, we had quite an extensive, and, and Peyton Pfizer, John Lee, Layton, all down here in Mississippi, the, the retail marketing managers for FMC did a good job getting on-farm demos out. And uh, we've got 11 on-farm trials back from Mississippi and, and Arkansas and Louisiana with Zyway, which is a et plant fungicide option. And in 2023, Zyway was granted a two double E label for side dress applications to be mixed with UAN. Um, and you know, our recommendations keep it try to keep it at least six inches close to the row, you know, close to those corn plants. But on farm demo work that's coming back has looked really impressive. So we're we're excited about it. We're seeing about 11 bushel um, bump when we use side. Zyway in a side dress application, which I think will be a lot more applicable for growers in the mid south. Absolutely, yeah, and we've we've looked at it, and uh, unfortunately, we've not had the northern corn leaf blight pressure that I would prefer to have in some of those test plots. But I, I know that's pretty much its strong suit, and I've talked to plenty of those people that have looked at that. So it's definitely, it's, and it's a very interesting product application practice and how its effectiveness works through the plant for a pretty extended period of time is is pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's totally different when talking fungicides just from, you know, typically when I think of fungicide, I think of a late season application instead of something going out at planting or in a side dress application. So it's going to be a different different space to work in. It's been fun to learn. You know, I'm fairly new to FMC and fairly new to learning Zyway. It's a, I think it's been on the market three years, but this is the first year we've looked at it, you know, extensively as a side dress solution for growers yeah and just so everybody's aware why why did they move towards that application strategy i mean there was there were some reasoning yeah. behind that yeah no i think when they launched i think we stubbed our toe a little bit because we had an infer recommendation or fmc had an infer recommendation and we learned quickly we don't want to be in um we still have growers that are using it in furrow we don't recommend it going in furrow at all you know we want it either in a two by two or furrow jet system something that gets the zyway and starter fertilizer at least a half inch off the seed um, at planting but there's not a lot of growers running two by two or furrow jet um, systems on their corn planters so that's why we've kind of transitioned to a side dress method of application What's been the most general application strategy with, with Zyway? How, how, are, how have farmers changed into that system or really morphed into something now that, that, that you're talking about? Yeah, so, you know, Tom, like I mentioned, we started off in furrow, and we do not want to go in furrow, don't recommend it. So a lot of people, you know, that have a two-by-two system, that have a furrow jet system, are doing it at planting with their starter, liquid starter fertilizer. So it's going out half-inch from the seed at planting. Um, this side dress, side dress two double E label that we're utilizing now is going out um, in a knife rig six inches away from the corn plant is where we want it. Um, one call out on a best management practice if if you want to try it um, is you know we need to have a, a pretty precise side dress application so we need to have like a hydraulic pump on the sprayer with agi- or on the tank with the agitation system we need to keep it agitating. We don't really want to be using ground-driven pumps just due to the variability in some of the rates that can be applied. Being used in a side dress like that, there's obviously some flexibility on the timing related to performance then because there's 
a pretty wide range. I say wide range, yeah. but there is a range of, of timings for a side dress fertilizer application. Right. Yeah. And I, I think most people are probably going out between V3 and V5. We're trying to get it out by V by V4, you know, is our recommendation. If, if we're using Zyway and a side dress, just gives time for that corn plant to take it up, translocate it to the top of the canopy as well as stay in the lower portion of the canopy. And I would think the nice thing there is, is you're basically going to extend the efficacy of that product if you put it out a little bit later. Yeah, I would think, I mean, Tom, I mean, we've seen good results at the two by two at planting. So I think it's, I think we're still getting season-long control at planting, but I, I'm with you. If we if we delay it to V4, we're going to have more flu trifold present, you know, when we get that late-season heavy disease pressure that we typically get or, or sometimes get here in That's the right. South. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think, I mean, pretty much anybody knows that we've had a conversation about it. It's one weakness is the fact that it's not going to work on southern rust. Right. But it does work on, you know, northern corn leaf blight, gray leaf spot, and that's definitely important in areas where a farmer may have had a historical issue with those particular diseases because they're not always problematic, but there are some places in Mississippi where they can be problematic. Uh, and I certainly know, like, with Trey Price at LSU, he always points out that northern corn leaf blight's a bigger issue in northeast Louisiana than it is in, in the southern delta. So there's there's definitely that, and that's important to consider. Tom, is this a novel concept? I mean, I don't know of another one. I've never heard y'all talk about another one that is used quite like this. I mean, in application, timing, it technique. It is. Absolutely. It's it's not something that we're generally accustomed to. I mean, when, when Don Johnson worked for FMC and he called and he said, man, we're going to put that out with a two-by-two, I'm like, well, we don't have one. Uh, we're going to have to rig something up to take care of that because it's just not an application strategy that we use from a plant pathogen standpoint. I feel better now because when y'all were talking about it, I have no idea what they're talking about. But It's a rarity that we yeah. kind of put you back on your heels on things. Hey, it happens. It happens. <laughs> so, Lawson, you mentioned some of your sales guys that are in the area. So, tell folks a little bit about FMC structure and what their point of contact if they need to talk to somebody about some of these products. South Mississippi, I'll start south, work north. We have John Lee. Um, he's the retail marketing manager. He's going to be the point of contact for everybody in South Mississippi. Then you have Peyton Pfizer covering the Delta portion of Mississippi and then Lake McCullers in the East portion of Mississippi. So those are the three guys you can contact, ask questions about any products or Myself, I cover Mississippi from a technical service standpoint. You have Arkansas, Mississippi, and Louisiana? And the Boot Hill in Missouri. In Missouri, okay. Yeah. Okay. Small region. Small. And Lawson lives in outside of Little Rock, so yep. he's not too far away. No, about three hours from everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what you about right. <laughs> that's a good statement. Anything else you think you need to cover this morning with us? Y'all may have seen it come through a couple – blog posts and whatnot, um, FMC's come out with a, a new mode of action herbicide for use in rice. Tetflu pyrolmate is going to be the active name. So uh, we submitted a registration in early November for that product. So that's something to look forward to. Again, we're going to have to wait till we can use it commercially till the EPA grants approval. But, um, you know, no, no, we've had work with Jason and others uh, Weed scientists across the South already. So, any, any timeline on that happening? Well, it, it's hard to predict what what's going to happen from a regulatory standpoint. But but typically, after submission to to commercial use has been kind of that two year time frame. Um, ESA others may 
may change it up. So kind of at the mercy, we've submitted the packet and, and waiting for approval. Lawson, thanks, man. Thanks for coming yeah. over to Starkville this week. Hope y'all you know get value out of being here, and we certainly appreciate the sponsorship and and then to the support that y'all give all of our programs, whether it's Stoneville, Starkville, or, or wherever across the state. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Uh, we're happy and and proud to be part of it. Thank you so much. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is a production of Mississippi State University Extension.